This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We start out today with a disturbing statistic out of Europe. New car sales fell to the lowest ever on record for the month of January. Automakers sold only 682,600 new vehicles. In good times, that number would be well over a million. The chip shortage is mainly to blame, according to the European Automobile Manufacturers Association. But it did have some good news. Sales were up in Germany, Spain, Slovakia, and Romania. Meanwhile, Dongfeng will become the first state-owned Chinese company to sell electric cars in Europe. Voya, the premium EV brand from Dongfeng, will go on sale in Norway this June. It will offer one model, called the Free, which starts at about 47,000 euros, or $53,400. Voya plans to expand to other European markets in the near future. Volkswagen is going to buy the autonomous tech unit from Huawei, and the deal could be worth billions of euros. There aren't many details, but VW apparently wants to acquire self-driving technology from Huawei. VW declined to comment on the report, but this makes us wonder if VW needs Chinese AV technology specifically for the Chinese market, since it already invested $2.6 billion in the U.S. autonomous company called Argo AI. Autonomous vehicles collect a ton of data, and China has very strict regulations that data has to reside on servers based in China. During a Q&A session on Reddit yesterday, Volkswagen CEO Herbert Diess said he believes autonomous driving will become widespread within the next 25 years. Speaking of German automakers in China, the all-electric Porsche Taycan is selling way better than probably anyone expected. It accounted for 18% of Porsche's total sales. Car News China reports that sales grew thanks to the Taycan 4S and rear-wheel drive models being added to the lineup. They are lower-priced versions of the car, but still cost over hundred grand in China. The Taycan also qualified for an exemption to the 10% sales tax for cars, which is designed to help sell more BEVs. Most interesting is that the average age of Taycan buyers in China is only 30 years old, and the average age for other Porsches is only 35. Meanwhile, back in Germany, Porsche unveiled a performance version of the Macan called the T for touring. It gets a 2-liter turbo with about 261 horsepower and 295 pound-feet of torque. That's not as much as the 375 horsepower that the 2.9-liter twin-turbo V6 engine in the Macan S and GTS deliver. But the 2.0-liter 4 is nearly 130 pounds lighter than the V6, so Porsche says it's quick off the line and handles better. It'll do 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 6.2 seconds, but the V6 will do it in about 4.3. The new Macan T is priced over 69,000 euros in Europe, or nearly $79,000. Another day, another investigation into Tesla. NHTSA is opening an investigation into Tesla's autopilot system. Last year, it looked into Tesla's crashing into parked emergency vehicles on the road because autopilot didn't react to the vehicles. Now it's investigating complaints of unexpected braking with autopilot and says it can happen, quote, without warning, at random, and repeatedly in a single drive cycle. 
The investigation involves 416,000 Model Ys and 3s from 2021 to 2022. NHTSA has received 354 complaints about the issue over the last nine months. And speaking of Tesla, we had a viewer ask why we haven't reported on Tesla being sued by the state of California over alleged racial discrimination at its Fremont factory. Well, all automakers get sued almost every day of the week, and so far, this latest lawsuit is an accusation. If Tesla is found guilty, we'll definitely report on it. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Many drivers will shut off safety-related systems because they find the warnings intrusive or annoying. But what if those alerts were more intuitive? Ford is trialing a system in Europe that uses the same suite of sensors it currently has to identify things like pedestrians, bicyclists, and other vehicles. But rather than chimes, lights, or a vibrating seat, drivers would hear the sound of footsteps, a bicycle bell, or the sound of tires rolling on the pavement. And it uses the in-car audio system to project where the object is coming from. Ford says in tests that drivers have been more accurate in identifying where a potential hazard is at. Bentley is going all in on 3D printing. Last year it says it produced 15,000 components using the method to make things like lightweight sanding blocks for the wood shop, historically accurate tooling for its continuation cars, full-scale powertrain models, and even parts for its Pike's Peak race car. It's able to make pieces in 25 different materials, and because it doesn't have to outsource the parts and the machines can run all day long, the 3D printed components cost 50% less. Bentley also says it will start using additive manufacturing for low volume manufacturing and customer personalization. Outgoing Volvo CEO Hakan Samuelson says the current generation XC90 will be sold alongside its successor. The new model is expected to be all-electric and will be made at Volvo's plant in South Carolina. The current model is made in Sweden. So Samuelson says, why close down the old plant when there's still a market for hybrids, especially in America and China? And not only does it give customers more options, it keeps money flowing in off its original investment in the XC90 and continued flow down the production line in Sweden. And this is one way Volvo is handling the transition from internal combustion to electric. And along those same lines, we'll be talking all about internal combustion engines on Autoline After Hours this afternoon. How long can automakers hold on to them? What can they do to cut emissions and boost fuel economy? And how will automakers handle the transition? We'll have engine expert James Martin from IHS Market on the show. And you can join the action live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So join John, Gary, and Lindsey Brook from SAE Engineering for a deep dive into the final stages of the Ice Age.
We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Methane is one of the worst greenhouse gases. It's 80 times worse than carbon dioxide. And that's why the U.S. government awarded the supplier MALA $3.2 million for a project to reduce methane emissions in the oil and gas sector. The goal is to create an advanced exhaust gas aftertreatment solution for industrial natural gas engines that are typically used to power compressors, ships, and to generate electricity. The State University of New York and the Oak Ridge National Laboratory are also part of the project with MALA to develop a system that will be ready in 2025. The U.S. Army has been using the M2 Bradley tank since 1981, and it survived two previous attempts to replace it through a series of upgrades. But third time's a charm, I guess. Officials say the M2 Bradley has reached its technological limits and can no longer accommodate new electronics, armor, and defense systems for modern military operations. So the Army is launching a competition to develop the Optionally Manned Fighting Vehicle, or OMFV. Five teams have entered the competition, and some of the requirements include the ability to hold at least six soldiers, but operate with no more than two, and the ability to be controlled remotely. And the way it talks about power requirements, fuel cells sound like the perfect application. That and autonomous capabilities are likely why General Dynamics Ground Systems one of the five teams, announced it's partnering with GM Defense to help it develop an OMFV. The winner should be picked in 2027, and the vehicles are expected to be in operation before the end of the decade. Speaking of GM, Buick teased its first electric vehicle, which it says it will show off this summer. Unfortunately, all we get to see is the headlight design. Oh well, more to come. And here's a car that's sure to get people talking. It's based on the M version of BMW's all-wheel drive 8 series, but features paint and interior inspired by artist Jeff Koons. And it looks like something right out of an old comic book with bright colors and snappy graphics. And we even think the seats look like Spider-Man's suit. BMW will make a total of 99 of these cars, but it's only able to produce four a week because it takes over 200 hours just to paint the car. Love it or hate it, this car is a real head-turner. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. And by Scheffler. We pioneer motion.